everybody, this is Townsend. I'm a singer, songwriter, musician, and mental health advocate, and I started the You're Not Alone project and podcast to help educate, spread awareness, and simply help you feel a little less alone, no matter what you're going through. Thank you so much for tuning in to Season 2 of You're Not Alone with Townsend. Be sure to click the follow button and share these stories. You can also watch the interviews on our YouTube under Townsend T Music. You can also keep up with the journey if you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Townsend T Music. Every like, follow, and share helps us continue to change lives. I am beyond honored to be partnering with Endure the Dirt. If you're from Arkansas, you've probably heard of this event, so go ahead and get your calendars out. This year it's going to be taking place on March 11th. That's a Saturday, so there's no excuse you shouldn't make it. So again, mark that down, March 11th. If you don't know what Endure the Dirt is, it's a 5K mud run that consists of obstacles that are basically to help healthy individuals understand what a cancer patient endures daily. This 5K takes place in Stuttgart, Arkansas at Max Prairie Wings. Now, there are going to be people there to help give you a boost and give you encouragement to conquer each task, just like a cancer patient will have their caregivers, family, and friends. They want you to understand what cancer patients have to endure when they go through rounds and rounds of treatments. The treatments can bring side effects that are incredibly undesirable. They can make you so sick, you can't do anything. So why do we pick March? Because of the weather. Cancer patients have to deal with extreme circumstances that are incredibly uncomfortable, and we want you to be uncomfortable, just like they are. We want to take this event and help you understand just a little bit of what they go through with this terrible disease. So the race again is going to be on March 11th, Stuttgart, Arkansas. Hop online. You can go to adventuresignup.com, snag your tickets, let them know that you're coming. Let's help raise money and awareness for cancer patients and treatment. For all details, make sure to go to personalpeprally.org. We'll see you there. What is up, everybody? I'm so excited about this episode of You're Not Alone with Townsend. I, of course, am your host, Townsend. Today, like I said, I'm excited. So I've been following this guy on social media for quite a while. I found him on TikTok, which led me to his Instagram. And it's just so cool seeing what he does and his journey. So his name is Chase. He tries to spread awareness about stuttering and kind of break the stigma around stuttering. And what's really cool is he travels the world, goes out and tries to get people to chit chat with him on the side of the street and just kind of test people's friendliness. And like I said, just try to spread awareness about this, which I adore. I love that so much. And so I was so excited when you agreed to come on and chat with us. I want to learn a little bit more about this. I want to help break the stigma with you. I want my listeners to understand just a little bit more about stuttering. I think it's something we've all heard about. As kids, we all know about it, but I want people to hear a little bit more from your journey. So thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to jump right in. So who the heck is Chase? Where are you from? What got you wanting to share this journey? I can only imagine how tough it is to do so. Yeah. Hello, Townsend, and hello, people listening. Um, I, I also have to interrupt and say, I told him earlier, but Chase could read me a book any day. I just need you to call me every day and read me a book to sleep. <laughs> like his voice is so relaxing and deep. 
and he's got this marvelous accent. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just had to let the people know. That is just so you know, and just so er just so everybody knows, that is the best comp the best compliment that you can give somebody who stutters is to compliment them on their voice. It's like it hits home a lot. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Um yeah, so I'm orig I'm originally from from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. I stutter and I help people who stutter as well. But for for everyone listening, um, I'm not gonna talk about stuttering the way a lot of people might assume. I some some somebody would. Um, I'm definitely not in of in a victim place I'll, a, a lot of people talk a lot of people talk about it like we need people to talk to to treat people who stutter this way and treat people who stutter treat people who stutter this way my approach and what i try to do is give the tools to the people who stutter to learn to learn to connect their self-worth to something that is in something that is internal an internal measurement something inside of your control rather than something outside of your control rather than how somebody responds to your stutter or if they listen or if they finish your sentence or whatever it doesn't matter um and that's really the approach i took to gain a lot more confidence with with speaking and to no longer be held back from it and um, what I pride myself on and what I help people what I help people with is not learning to become more fluent is not learning to remove the stutter but it's about learning to to just no longer be held back from it, it meaning no thoughts of yours are getting taken up trying to think how can I avoid stuttering yeah. or um, what words can I swap that I won't stutter on? Um, there's no mental energy getting put to how can I how can I avoid this thing? And you, when there's no energy put to how can I avoid stuttering, you just stop thinking about it and you can express your true self. Just enjoy the conversation a little bit more. I can't imagine as much as I think now and saying the perfect thing and not offending anyone, I can't imagine also putting energy into which words do I need to avoid so I don't stutter? What do I need to remember from speech therapy? Well, I can't imagine all that going through your brain, just trying to have a simple conversation. That's so much to think about. I want to personally thank you for taking the time to listen to these conversations. It truly means so much. We've changed so many lives for the better, and we want to continue doing so throughout 2023. This project is made possible by sponsors and patrons. So if you'd like to help keep the You're Not Alone project going and hearing these amazing stories, we would love for you to join the family at patreon.com slash Music. Just for signing up, you'll get free merch, discounts, and behind-the-scenes patron-only footage not only of my music, but of each episode. That's right, so each guest on every episode answers a few more questions that only patrons will be able to watch and listen to. So head on over to patreon.com 
slash Townsend Team Music. And let's continue changing lives. You've recently gained a lot of social media attention for being open about your journey with stuttering. When did you first notice that you had a stutter? Yeah, that's that's an interesting question because I was in speech therapy up until uh, like I think all of el- all of elementary school, but I didn't know why. I didn't know oh. why. I, I I was in there. It was just like once a day I was pulled out pulled out of class, and I was like, I guess this is like the cool kids where they gather. <laughs> I'm I in thought, the club. I, yeah, me and me and one one other person get to have this time where we just read out loud to this teacher. It's dope. Wow. Um, so I didn't know until like I was seventeen or eighteen, and I was like, "Wait, mom, was that because of my stutter?" And then she she's like, "Yeah, I put you in that class because you stutter." And I was like, "I had no idea," but I uh, I think I became aware that I had a stutter when I was probably around. 14 or 15, 14 or 15 when I really start when I really started to care about it yeah when I started to get ins- insecure and compare myself to other people like when when I was six I could stutter I, I didn't care it, yeah. it didn't dis- it didn't dis- <laughs> it didn't disc it didn't disconnect me from anybody but then when I was 13 14 15 it was like oh everyone else isn't stuttering I'm weird be fluent and then that struggle to try to be fluent yeah cause it to be a lot worse i wish we could all have the mindset of six-year-olds like they're so they don't care about anything they don't see color they don't see differences i love it so much just the mind of a kid i wish we could all be that innocent um so i can only imagine how tough that got to be when you were 13 or 14 that's a hard age for anyone especially with what would be the best way to word that fluency disorder a difficulty with fluency fluency disorder is the most common way yeah yeah Uh, I can't imagine having that at 13 or 14 like I said I didn't have that in 13 was still a really awkward stage everybody's trying to be cool and you don't really know what cool is so I can't imagine having that on top of it. What do you feel like was your biggest obstacle once you realized, okay, I'm a, I'm not the same as my friends. They're not having the same difficulties I am. Like, what was the biggest thing getting over that? I'll answer that in a, in a second. I, I, I wanted to go back to something you said like 28, 28 seconds ago. And it was, you can't imagine like going through 13 14 year, years old and have and and having a stutter one thing that i learned along this journey is everybody has something oh like, yeah everyone has something that they can put a label on and say this is why i'm not good enough like if if it wasn't for this i would be good or if if this was gone or if this was smaller or this was bigger than I would be loved, then I would fit in. And for me, it was my stutter. For people who stutter, it's their stutter. For people who are overweight, it's their weight. For it's we all have something. Um, so we all have something. That's what yeah. I want to add. Oh, there. absolutely. I agree with that for sure. I've seen you post a lot about, and I, I don't know that I'm using the correct word, but there seems to be like a lot of self-doubt, a lot of 
it's almost like you're your worst critic. And you talk about going out to mm. the woods and just letting go of that judgment that you have on yourself and that weight that you hold on your shoulders. I imagine that's a pretty big obstacle to get over is you judging yourself or holding yourself accountable for all this stuff. Mm. Yeah, so that brings up the biggest obstacle. And it's most pro it's most probably what you don't expect it to be, but it's the biggest obstacle that I had from learning to become more confident, learning to not care about my stutter and no longer to be held back from it, is actually learning to stop distracting myself. Okay. The hardest thing for me was to give up video games because whenever I would have a bad day, mm -hmm. that would be the thing I would always turn to. That was like my reality that I didn't stutter in because we didn't have to talk. Yeah. And it was such a safe place, such a safe place to just turn off my brain and feel like... I belong here and I got really good at it and it was something I was really good at because I didn't have to talk and I could put all my energy in so I got this sense of beat I got the sense of bit I got the sense of belonging mm -hmm. and since I gained the sense of belonging inside these communities of these games that I was really good at and it was my safe place it was so 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 difficult to give that up but I needed to give it up. And every this this isn't just with uh, with stuttering, but what I've seen with anxiety and all and and all of it is we have these distraction mechanisms we go to when we get when we feel emotions we don't want to feel. And I think the most important thing is to be able to sit with your emotions and not have not distract yourself sit in that silence and feel and and learn that hey these emotions actually aren't bad and i and i can handle these and through that gains a sense of like stillness in the mind where you can go out and your do your do your dopamine isn't spiked because you just played games or you just scrolled social media and your your mind isn't fogged. It's like you're clear and your speech is a lot better. But I was caught in a pattern where I would have a bad speech day and then I'd be so embarrassed. I turned to games. I felt I, I felt amazing, but my dope my dopamine got spiked and I was so not present in like the world and I got put back in the world and I was extra anxious and I stuttered more. So it was like a a, a cycle that was hard to stop and it took me years to like find to finally throw the xbox out and once i did it was like game it was it was game over quite literally game over oh wow i didn't mean that that was really good <laughs> that was a really good word play right there that's yeah. i you know i never thought about that it's almost like your vice like something you turn to and you just get addicted to it because it makes you feel a little bit better in that time. I never would have thought about that. That's a really great point. What's something you wish that other people knew about stuttering? That question is a type of question that a lot of people who stutter 
I feel would jump would would jump on and say like, oh, I wish they knew how hard it was. I wish they knew this. I wish they knew that. But I'm I'm really in a place where it's like like we all have our own stuff, and I don't I don't feel like somebody needs to know exact ex exact exactly what I'm going through Mm -hmm. in order for me to feel safe in order for me to be able to be myself and but if there was one thing that I wish somebody knew honestly nothing comes to mind honestly because I I almost pride myself on people not knowing the 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 things that are go the things that are going on and i feel like my gift i can give people is a lot more a lot more potent when they don't completely understand everything and when i'm able to stutter but not force anything not try to avoid it but just freely stutter not cringe my face not try to hide but stay open and i stutter i feel like they they get to understand that this is a safe environment right now if this person is accepting himself fully that most people would have cringed or thought this was embarrassing but he's staying open holding eye contact and he stuttered and looked like it didn't phase him at all then i'm also safe to be to be myself but if i if i feel like i'm in the vibe where i'm like I need this person to understand that I'm not anxious right now, or I need this person to understand that I know what I need to say. It just takes me longer. If I'm in that mindset, I feel like that kind of dilutes my concreteness I have with, with, with myself, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I've met several people who have a stutter and I think their biggest complaint is when people try to rush them. The best way that I can describe it like summarizing what they've told me is it feels like you're not taking the time to listen to me. Does that mm. feel the same to you? If people try to rush you or cut you off or finish your sentences for you? Yeah. So what's very interesting about that is with every new with every new client I take on, we go through a set of we go through a set of questions so I can understand how they how they relate to to their stutter. Because like I said, it's not about learning to become more fluent. It's learning about stopping held, stopping held back from your stutter. In order to stop being held back from it, you must stop resisting it and seeing as and seeing it as something that's bad. And so, something I do with all my clients as soon as I, as soon as they become a client, is we go through a list of questions. And it's a question where I start the sentence and they f- and they finish the sentence just to see what's their first thought what's their beliefs they're holding on to and one of the questions is when i stutter i no longer have permission to have and then they say the the first thing very very often it's time when when i stutter i no longer have permission to have time and when it's time for the the stutter, I also re re reverse it and say, when I speak fluently, I have full permission to have. It's usually time. I it's time again. So, what's very interesting about that is I I feel like 
when we're in a stut in a stuttering state, when we feel like we're gonna stut, when we feel like we're gonna stutter more, we actually shorten the time for ourselves. It's not, I don't feel so much, it's like people are rushing us, but we feel a lot more, we feel a lot more rushed because we're in a more stuttering state, because we're more in a tense state, and we per and we perceive that the people are rushing us a lot more and we also are a lot more um a lot more sensitive to if we if someone is actually rushing us but when we're in a more fluent state very rarely do we get upset about someone about rushing us very, very rarely do we feel like someone's rushing us so i i would say it's kind of twofold there is like it's very internal about um in it's internally in your control or it's manifested your time the the time pressure you feel is very manifested depending the 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 emotional state that you're in being a person who stutters but also um it's so nice one of the nicest things ever is when you're in a stuttering state and you feel like you're stuck and you're stuttering a lot and the person you're speaking to, you just know that with every stutter and with every block and with every pause, they're, they are not gonna say a word until they know that you're done and they hold eye contact and they don't flinch when you stutter. Just to, just to feel that, oh, that is like, that's so healing. So I would agree with that. I love that. Yeah, you probably are way more uptight and you're anxious and there's so much weight being held in that moment because I imagine through therapy and as a kid, you try to hide it, like you said. So it's almost, mm -hmm. I can imagine as you get older, it becomes a habit to be almost ashamed of it, which is so wild mm -hmm. to me because my friends that I have who have a stutter, I don't even notice it. You know, if they weren't to like you said, almost try to hide it or be super ashamed of it, you wouldn't even notice really. So that is yeah. so sad. I hate that you have to deal with that. But like I said, we all have our things. That just happens to be some people's. But I do hate anything that makes somebody feel more anxious or more left out or anything like that. Now, you've talked about you're really into breathing exercises and just being one with your stutter and just kind of relating to it the best you can. What advice would you have for other people going through the same thing? Now, I want to say also, I think it is amazing that you do classes and you do lessons and you teach all these things that you've learned. I think that's so neat. But in summary, what would be advice for somebody who maybe isn't as confident as you are? Maybe they're embarrassed by their stutter what would you say to them? I would say the the most important kind of switch that I had and the most important switch that I have to bring all, all my all my clients through is understanding that the stutter itself is not the reason that you're you're holding back. The stutter isn't the reason why you're not happy. The stutter isn't the reason why you're anxious. The stutter isn't the isn't the reason why you're not living and expressing yourself how you actually want to. We often trick ourselves to think that once we are fluent, 
life will be perfect and we're uh, we're amazing simply because when we're when people who stutter are in a more fluent state they are usually a lot more happy and they feel a lot better but it's not because the it's not because the fluency the the fluency didn't bring that it's because you are expressing yourself authentically without fil without filtering and the switch that i need to make is understanding that the the fluency isn't what makes me happy it's a byproduct of exp of expressing myself expressing myself authentically without the filters and learning to start going on the journey of i need to learn to become more fluent i'm going into this interaction in order in order to not stutter and if i don't stutter that means i'm growing learning to change that mindset to like it doesn't even matter if i stutter my measure of 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 progress is if i said the words that i wanted to say and if i face this fear i won because that's always in your control if 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 you show up that's always in your control like i said at the beginning is we have to learn to dictate our self-worth from internal measures and once we connect i took action i'm growing and we feel good even if we stutter simply because we took that action you are building this this feel good feeling even though you even though you stuttered you feel good even though you stuttered you feel good and you soon realize this the the stutter isn't the thing that makes you feel good or bad it's if you show if you showed up or not love that yeah that could go for anything just facing that fear like show it like you said just show up swing the bat and eventually it won't be so scary to swing that bat so you talk about you've mentioned before attending speech therapy as a child and all the things that they teach you do you feel like maybe they should make adjustments in speech therapy do you feel like this should be something they're teaching rather than maybe trying to teach you strategies to hide your stutter or overcome your stutter yeah i think that um the best way to fully live and express life is not by trying to avoid something yeah but it's by accepting all that you are right now it can change in the future but accepting okay i stutter a little bit right now accept that in how can i still express myself fully with this stutter when you make that the journey there's like so much self-love there's so much you don't need to be in your head you don't have to think oh there's something to avoid here no ah it's fine release it yeah, yeah i love that do you feel like the speech therapy strategies that you learned in there like i know several of them you know like taking a pause or trying to avoid those blocks in your conversation um, doing a little something like you're breathing to help get over that word that you're stuck on do you feel like those are helpful for some people or do you feel like that's just kind of a waste of time and let me let me phrase that by saying obviously everybody's story is different so they could be helpful for some, but I'm, I'm truly curious for all these people that go to speech therapy and the parents are like, fix my kid. Are we doing it wrong? Like, are those strategies helpful at all? Or is it causing more of a problem 
with self-confidence. Taking a pause and breathing and slowing down are amazing. And they teach that a lot in speech. They teach that a lot in speech therapy. And I also teach that in my coat in my in my coaching. But speech, speech therapy and what I teach have two different intentions, two different end goals. Speech therapy, you're, you're slowing down and taking a pause so that you can speak fluently. And that builds the, I'm trying to be fluent more, stuttering is bad, and this builds the shame with the stutter more. With me, you slow down, you take a pause, so that you desensitize your, you desensitize yourself to this time pressure, you allow yourself to feel more safe. So you grant yourself more space to be yourself. And with that mindset, flu, fluency just comes as a by a byproduct of being your of being yourself, and it doesn't build the shame with this with the stuttering as well. I think we could all benefit from taking classes for me I think that could go for anything <laughs> in life like just breathe slow down and it will be okay it'll be okay right yeah I love that and it's it's crazy how quickly your brain can get the message that it's okay like yes. even even when I hopped on this call uh, you said, how's it going, Chase? And I all I, I think all I said was Townsend. And that was a con that was a conscious choice to do that, just to say that one word slow, slow, slowly, so that my brain got the message. I don't have to rush yeah. to say, oh, is it's going great. How are you, Townsend? It's just like at the beginning, Townsend. So that my brain is like, whoa, that was it, slow. It's paused now. It's safe here. And then it just feels a lot. It's just like it's so quick that your brain can can get that message. I love that. Yeah, we could all benefit from that. Absolutely. You recently started a project where you go out in the public with these signs telling people to talk to you that you have a stutter. Come talk to me. And what have you learned and experienced through this? Nobody truly cares. Yeah. Like, no, nobody truly cares. It's not like, whoa, you stutter. <laughs> I've never met, I've never met somebody like you. Oh it's my just God, like, yo, look at this what, guy. What an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's just like, oh, cool. How's it going, man? And then I'll talk and usually if i just talk normally then they're gonna call them they're gonna call me out and be like do you even stutters and they don't flinch it's just like normal and i love to record that just to show people who stutter that fear is all in your head that fear of they're gonna judge you and mock you like that's some grade five stuff like they're they're not gonna all be in a classroom like oh you're a loser like when you (laughs) wait when you grow up and you speak to people nobody cares yeah yeah I love that so much what a cool outcome to just be like I'm just showing you nobody cares we've all got our own stuff people are so worried about themselves and what's happening with themselves they're not worried about you and 
yeah, you're your worst critic. And I feel like that's for anybody and anything. Okay, I always ask people this that come on my podcast. And again, you kind of go over this on your pages, but what does self-care look like for Chase? Some intense yoga. I know that that sounds relaxed, but like some intense yoga where it's like I face the little voice in my head that says, stop, you, 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 you can't hold this pose for any longer. And I hold that shit for five more seconds. <laughs> and then I break, and then I break that barrier. Yeah. And then after I do that, like three or four times in the yoga session, I take a shower, I come back home, and I, I would either like do some work, or I write, or I journal, or I meditate, or I talk to friends. Yeah. I'm just in a much clearer, more grounded state. Um, so it's self-care is usually some type of exercise where I push the limit of what I feel I can do. I break that voice and then I do something. I might go, I might go dancing. I've, I've, re I've recently been learning bachata and that's fun to dance. Bachata, that sounds like bread. Bachata bread. <laughs> I have no idea what bachata is. What is that? Have like you heard salsa? of salsa? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's like I salsa and but salsa and bachata are like the two common ones here in South America. Okay. I need you to start posting videos of that. I would love to see <laughs> you in a like a salsa dancing class. You should totally do that. I've posted some. I, I've never I seen you, one. Oh, no way. Yeah. I think I have. You have a partner. They set you up with a partner and you go out. Yeah, no, I have yeah. seen those. That's right. Very yeah. good. I love that you do that. That is so neat. I wish we had something like that. We don't have very many dance classes, not salsa and things of that nature. Definitely not pachata. But yeah. what is it? <laughs> What, sound what is very it confident saying that but i bachata b-a-c-h-a-t-a oh i got it bachata man i sound fluent already <laughs> chase thank you so so much for joining me it has been such a pleasure uh i know this is a vulnerable topic to talk about and it's just so cool watching you on your journey, watching you spread just positivity and love. And thank you for that. It's been amazing watching you. Thank you for your words and for this, this place to talk down set. Absolutely. All right, Chase, I hope you have a great evening. I'm not sure what time it is in Argentina. Are you, what time is it there? 8.54 p.m. Oh my goodness, I've kept you up late. I'm so sorry. Well, oh, we will stay. This we'll... is not late for Argentina. Oh, you're a party city. It's a party city. I'm not a party man. Yeah, me yeah. either. Me either. You can find me a book in bed reading a book or I'm out gigging. So I do music full time. So I am out super late when I play music. But oh, yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. It was my pleasure. And I appreciate thank it. you. Thank you again, Townsend. Absolutely. Have a good evening and we'll see you later, Chase. Ciao. Okay guys, if you're in the market to buy or sell, I have the perfect company for you. Clark & Co Realty is located in the Benton Bryant, Arkansas area, but they're able to serve you no matter where you're located in the state. They've streamlined the process of buying or selling a home to make it so much easier. 
They have a team of industry experts that make sure you have access from anything you can think of. I'm talking from local home inspectors to painters to gardeners and so much more just to provide you with the best service possible. They're dedicated to providing the most up-to-date market data in the area. And I think the coolest part is if you go on their website, you can use their easy-to-use fast property search. You can even create a custom market report to see what's active, under contract, and sold in your neighborhood. Their team is made up of caring, knowledgeable professionals that work around the clock to help you with the process of buying and selling your home. So again, if you're in the market to buy or sell, Clark & Co Realty is definitely the company for you. Tell them Townsend sent you. Let's be honest, I think we could all use somebody to talk to every now and then. Healing Path Counseling in Conway, Arkansas is 100% my go-to when it comes to therapy. Wendy Blackwood has more credentials than letters in the alphabet. She's won awards for her outstanding services and has a whole page of board memberships. Basically, she knows what she's doing. She works hard to help equip you with the tools needed to live your best life. She even offers a variety of services including, but not limited to, cognitive behavioral therapy, technology-assisted counseling, relationship counseling, and EMDR. Trust me, I know therapy can be intimidating at first, but let me assure you, Wendy does her best to make you comfortable and find the best solutions and plans for you. Trust me, don't wait to make the call. Give Wendy Blackwood at Healing Path Counseling a call today. Get started on the best version of you. I think we can all agree, getting your hair done should be a treat to yourself. Also know that it's hard to find a stylist you can trust to give you the style you want every single time. The Madhouse Beauty Lounge has a mission. They want to create a welcoming space for everyone. And they're professionally committed to making you feel confident and beautiful during every single visit. The coolest part is they offer all types of services. I'm talking advanced color treatments to on-trend cuts. My favorite part is that their products are all vegan and they stay away from products like microplastic, mineral oils, paraben silicones. In other words, they use the best and the safest ingredients for every client that they have. So I think it's time that you treat yourself to a new do from the Madhouse Beauty Lounge, located at 708 2nd Street in Conway, Arkansas. If you go in, tell them that Townsend sent you. If you're interested in a more holistic approach to mental health, I have the perfect place for you. My friend Raisha Clark is a counselor and neurotherapist located in the Little Rock, Arkansas area. She focuses on holistic body work, so that means treating mental health through brain and body interventions. Their services include psychotherapy, neurofeedback, and lymphatic drainage. So what is neurofeedback? Basically, it encourages the brain to learn more effective ways to self-regulate and ultimately produce more healthful brainwave patterns, which leads to more helpful thinking and behavior patterns. Lymphatic drainage, this is cool. They use the Balancer Pro, which gently compresses your body. It helps drain and flush out swelling, eliminate toxins, lactic acid, and muscle soreness, all of which contribute to cognitive and physiological decline. So if this interests you, be sure to go visit my friend Raisha Clark or visit her website at the 
counseling.com. You won't regret it.